which is, which is really good because my heart this morning is I want to set you up for this year. Uh, you know, we, we've, had a, we've gone from one year into another year, and, and, and I felt like I had a word for today, uh, for this season, uh, and for the season that's coming, for each one of us that would set us up for the year, and that would probably challenge us at the start of the year. And, 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 but I just really sensed that, that God was saying, because I've been feeling it myself. And so when I know uh, I'm feeling it for myself and I had lots of conversations this passing week, I thought, God, okay, I think we're onto, onto it today, God. That's it's so good when you're hearing the voice of God. Uh, and and so, so today, so my whole thought this morning that I'm going to speak to you about is called intentional generosity. And all of a sudden, people in the room, he's going to talk about money. Oh, and, and some are like, okay, I'm going to go. Uh, I'll, I'm going to cry with my arms right now. Uh, here, this is what I'm going to talk to you about this morning. Being intentional with your time. Being intentional generously with your resources. And one more, being intentionally generous with your faith. Because I, I think there's some things in our, in our world that, that we're going to read shortly from the Word of God that our city needs and you carry it. Our city needs, you think about the families and the businesses and the, and the people of our city. There's something that you carry that is going to bless our city. And I think it starts with a generous spirit, a generous heart. Come on, why don't we pray right now? Father God, Lord, I thank you that you're here in this room with us, oh God. And Lord, right now, I pray, would you, would you settle our hearts, oh God? Would you give us ears to hear what you are saying, oh God? Lord, if we need to be challenged, would you, would you, the gentle way that you challenge us, would you challenge us, Lord? Well, Lord, if we need to be inspired, oh God, Lord Jesus, would today, by your Spirit, will you inspire us, oh God? Lord, if, if we need just some of your love poured out upon us today, Lord, would you pour out your love upon each one today, I pray, in the precious and mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 So be, learning to be intentional with our time. Learning to be intentional with our resources that God has entrusted to us. Learning to be intentional with our faith. Because the reality is if we don't have a plan, then we don't generally get around to doing a whole lot with it. If we don't know what our purpose is or the purpose of why God has entrusted things to us, we can also go around this thing called the round to it. Uh, we go around, we will get around to it, or in Kiwi language there, she'll be right, we'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> I'm not sure what South Africans say or the rest of the world, but it'll be, maybe it's, um, it's now now, something like that uh, for a South African. <laughs> but one of, the most generous, one of the most generous people that I know was my dad. And, and if you know our story, my dad passed away a couple of years ago, and, uh, and one of the greatest things, I think the gift that he left me uh, was his, just who he was and being generous and loving people. Now, now when, when my dad, when we were in the hospital and he's breathing his last few breaths, he didn't say, everybody, don't worry, I paid off the house for you. He didn't say that. You can laugh, it's okay. So you can laugh there if you want. He didn't say, oh, I paid off the house. He, he didn't look at mum, my mum, and say, hey, don't worry, darling, the car has a new warrant of fitness on it, you'll be fine. And then a couple of breaths later passed away. He didn't say those things. He looked at every one of us and said, I love you, I love you, I love you. 
He left something inside of us. Not he just didn't give, give to us things, but he left something inside of us that's like a legacy that, that lives on within us. And, and here's the thing with, with when a person's life ends, people tend to just say, uh, say things like uh, what they were more than what they said. Uh, each of us will, will leave a legacy behind us when it's our, our time to go uh, and, and the minds of those that, we, that know us. But here's the thing. Inheritance is about what you leave to others. What about you give to others? Legacy is all about what you leave in others. Leave in others. See, see, Denise, and this is our heart for you today, is that Denise and I, our heart is that, that God blesses you. Our heart for each one of you, for your families and for your business, that you know the favor of God upon everything you do, that you know his protection. Our heart is that you are blessed. Now, now a part of that is, I just want to say something quite here, is that I'm, I'm not into prosperity, but it is a fruit of what God does to us. We don't seek prosperity. We don't seek money or finance and things. We seek God. We seek Jesus to be more like him. And, and, and there's whole sorts of things that I want to I just kind of dig at some people today and, and probably actually probably all of us this morning because I've been challenged myself just about my heart to be generous. Why? Because here's what's going to happen to our city. Uh, and we find it in Proverbs chapter 11, verse 10. Uh, it says this. It says, the blessing that rests upon the righteous, that's you and I, when we choose to live God's way, the blessing... It re- when, we, when the, the rest on the righteous releases strength and favor to the entire city. Let me say it again. The blessing that rests upon you and me when we live God's way releases strength and favor upon our city. It changes the atmosphere in our city. But shouts of joy will be heard when the wicked one dies. Here's the second verse. Uh, the blessing of, the, of favor resting upon the righteous, once again, you and I, when we live God's way, influences a city to lift it higher. But the wicked leaders tear it apart by their words. See, what you carry in your city and in your, in your workplace can lift our city higher. It can, it can pour out favor upon our city and the people upon our city. When we break that down, it's like the families. You can influence your fa- those families because of the generosity of your heart, of your spirit, that, that God will put his favor upon them, that, that you would be a blessing to families, that you would be a blessing to schools. Uh, you know, when, when your children are in schools, if you're a teacher, uh, imagine, you know, it's not easy work these days teaching, teaching children and, and, and youth these days, but that God would give you strength and that, that your, the atmosphere would change because what you're carrying has been poured out into your school uh, and upon your businesses as well. When you're in study and in education, that, that all of those areas is that you would influence the people around you because, because the truth is if that you and I, if we can be people who have such a heart for God and others, and if we could learn how to live God's way, the way he designed us, our city will be blessed. Your neighborhood will be blessed. The people that live around your house, your neighbors, will be blessed because of you. See, life is, is like this. Life, life shouldn't be just about uh, making more money to get more stuff. It should be about making a difference. So how do we do that? How do we, how do we live a life of intentional generosity? Well, a- intentional means simply this right from the start. It's an action performed with awareness. It, it, to be intentional is to do something deliberately or consciously on purpose. It, it's to like have a plan. Have you got a plan to be generous with your time? 
Have you thought about being generous with your faith? Have you thought about having a plan to be intentional with the resources that God has entrusted into you, into your hands? It's, it's your decision. Here's the thing I, I love, and, and, and I love this scripture because I, I think it's, it's really uh, putting it back onto each one of us to have a think about this, and it's found in 2 Corinthians 9 and 6 and 7. It says, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. Here's, here's our part that we need to do, is you must dis- each decide in your heart how much you will give just like a farmer decides how much seed he will plant. It's your decision. It's not my decision. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm not going to pressure you on what to do. It's your decision to get before God and say, God, what would you have me to do? I want to take me out of it. I want to take this church out of it because it's between you and God. I don't want you coming back to me and saying, oh, well, you said this and you said that. No, God said that to you. It's your decision of what you will do with your time, with your resources, and, and with your faith. And so what would, what would you say if I asked you about the plan? Uh, did, do you have a plan with your time, resources, and your faith? Proverbs 11, verse 24, it says, For one person gives freely, yet gains even more. Another up, un, withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. And, and this morning, as a part of this message, I kind of wanted to give you some practicals that, as a church, what we do or to, to support the generosity and to teach you about what the Bible says about, about being generous into our world and to our city. And, and so there's a bit of information here, right? So this is a little bit of content here. But it's really for, for our people to be challenged once again at the start of the year, what will you do? What will you decide to do. And the first thing is that is um, here's some stepping stones to being generous with your time. And the first one is join the dream team. <laughs> join the dream team. Be a small group leader. Be a car park person. Be a, a musician or a singer. If you are good at singing, you can be a singer. Uh, if, if hospitality, children's ministry, there's all sorts of areas that you can be generous with your time because it's about making a difference in someone else's heart and life. The, the, now, the, the step that you can take is to sign up for Growth Track, which starts in a couple of weeks, because we'll help you. Uh, it's a process to help you uh, to, to discover what God has placed in your life and where you can function and when you can fit. The second, the, the third thing is, like we saw in the video, be intentional with opportunities every day of the week. You're going through the drive-thru at McDonald's, why don't you pay for the person behind you? Well, you, you, you're seeing somebody, the, the, the little elderly lady walking down the street with the groceries. Come on, stop your car, stop your van, stop your truck. If you're in a train driver, stop the train. Get out and help her with the, to carry those groceries. Do, some, do something. Be intentional about looking for opportunities to make a difference in someone's life. Something so small, like that lady on, we saw on the screen, can change their eternity and their future. I, I was talking to some people this week, and, and uh, this guy I was talking to did that uh, this past week. Uh, actually, there's two of them. At the, there's a, down by the warehouse, there's a little coffee caravan thing, and there's a construction site down there. And, 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 and this guy that, that I was talking to went up to order some, a couple of coffees, and a couple of construction workers come behind him, and, and he said to the lady, oh, at least pay for the, we'll pay for their guys' coffee as well. And, and they kind of started having a little bit of an argument. No, we don't need you to pay for our coffee. Oh, I want to pay for your coffee. No, that's okay. I want to pay for your coffee. So he paid for their coffee. And, and, and that just opened up a conversation about, uh, about uh, what they do during their day. What do they do in their weekends? Do they even know about church? 
It was an amazing act of kindness that plants a seed. I think we can all do that at, at different times. So the second thing is that being another stepping stone to being generous is with our resources. Here's the money one, everybody. I must say, I believe in tithing. I believe in giving. I believe in being generous with whatever God has placed inside of my heart. It's a heart issue. Here's the thing. This is the first thing. This is all I want you to do is sit down this week and decide what you are going to give financially to God. Pray and ask him to tell you what you should do. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 6 and 7 says this. A stingy sower. I like that. That's from that Passion Translation. A stingy sower will reap a meager harvest, but the one who sows generous spirit will reap an abundant harvest. Let giving flow. I love this. Listen to this. Let giving flow from your heart, not from a sense of religious duty. Let it spring up freely from the joy of giving, all because God loves, get this, a hilarious generosity. The Greek word in there is actually a word called hilarium, which is where we get hilarious. Giving should be fun. Giving should make you laugh. Giving should make you smile with your time, with your finance, with your faith. It should do something inside of you that kind of makes you want to break out and start giggling around the place because, because giving is something that God has given. God loves it when we give to others and helping them. And, and around that whole thing of giving, you, you know there's giving stations in the foyer. There's some flyers there. There's envelopes on the backs of your seat. Take them home, pray over them, that decision is yours. Now, now I wanted to let you know, as a church, this is what we do. Uh, every year we have four special offerings, only four, no more. Four special offerings. Uh, the first one is always around the local vision about, about what we're doing here in Pukekohe that we can invest into. The next two are around our global missions, our heart as a church to reach the nations of the world. So we partner with, uh, with ministries in China uh, and Asia and India, Sri Lanka, around the Pacific Islands. These are opportunities that, that we will present for you to be able to give there. And also Christmas box, our last one of the year, Christmas box. Now, now I wanted to say a big thank you because for your generosity for, for Christmas box that's just gone. Uh, this church here, we gave away 83 Christmas boxes around the Pukekohe area through the police. 83 boxes, get this. At $150 a box, do the math, that's over $12,400 from you. You did that. Your, your generosity made a difference. Kylie was ringing one of the, one of the people uh, before to just arrange delivery for a box. She rings the people. They call her back. They are at the hospital right then and there. We're trying to deliver a box. They're saying goodbye to her father that's passing away. God works in mysterious ways and time. That box really impacted that family. That's, that's what you did. You, you, you did that. Your generosity paid for that and to do that. Now, now, also, the last thing around stepping stones to being generous with our faith. This is a challenge, right? This is a challenge, but I've got a, something great to share with you this morning. See, as, as a church, to, to share our faith, we, we welcome as a family. Family, we, It's who we are. It's our DNA. We can do that whether we're at church or wherever we go because that speaks to people. We invite people to come because that's who we are as Elam. It's within us to invite people because people matter to God. Our Sunday services are all about giving you confidence to invite people to come. We will do the best that we can do to present the gospel and to share the gospel uh, 
to, to you, to your friends, to this church every single week. Uh, you invite people to come. I promise you we'll share the gospel with them uh, and we'll challenge them uh, about their faith and where they will spend eternity. Uh, let, let's, let's be people who share our faith, not hide it. I, I think we're heading into a season where it's time, time to stand because when you don't stand, you fall. Uh, and when you're, when, when you're falling, who knows, it's a slippery slide. The, the third thing of, of sharing our faith is that we are a church. You, you are a church. You carry the DNA of, of Elam. We expect breakthrough. Whenever you pray, we believe in miracles. We believe that God heals. We believe that God heals and restores. That's what you carry. Now, here's my challenge. I, I think m- most of us would have uh, social media or Instagrams or all of those things. My, this is a really small challenge, but I want to get you started into it for the year. Is this, why not this year, starting this week, just start sharing some of the posts that we put out? Of, of invitation, of, of events. Why don't you start sharing on your personal page photos of what you've been doing, even start talking about what you did on Sunday morning. Start sharing, posting uh, online. It's a small step, but I, but I know that when, when, it, when our head kicks into gear, that our heart will follow. Start putting it out. Start being generous with your faith in every sphere and area of your life. Why should we be generous? Have you thought about that? Why should we be generous? Simple answer is this, is that Jesus was. How do we know? He said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. The most generous act in human history was made by Jesus. See, when we are generous, it shows that God, it shows God that we matter uh, people matter to us. I have three favorite rooms. I've got a few more minutes to go. Three, three favorite rooms in this whole facility that you have generously given towards with your time and your resources. Three, three great. My, my top room in this whole building is the power space room out the back. The power, and if you haven't seen that, maybe after our service you could go and have a look. But the power space is a room that, that, that you've invested into. Uh, that, that makes it easy for families who have children or, or older people with just special needs or, or additional needs where they just need a quiet space. They, they find it really difficult to come to church. And, and we have an amazing team that give their time. But you've done that. That's my favorite room. My, my second room is this room right through the window there, but don't all stare. Don't <laughs> just checking. That's um, our parents' room. It's really hard. For parents with little babies, I can remember mine. It's so difficult to come to church when they're screaming and pooping and needing feeding and all those kind of things. That's really great, eh? But you, what you've done is you, you've invested in your time and your resources to a room that makes it easy for young families to come, to be connected, to, to hear the gospel, to find friends in the end, just in a comfortable space. You, you did that. You did that. The third room that, that I just love my theme is, the, is the power zone room. And you can go and check all these out afterwards. But that, that's where children's church is for our primary school age children. They've got lights going on in there. They've got projectors. They've got great sound. They've got games everywhere all over the place. You, you've invested into that, into your children and the children of our city. You, you, you invest, your generosity has, has done that. It, it says to our families that we're expecting you to come, so we've prepared a space for you. That's what generosity does. 
Generosity is a heart thing, and it's your decision, and it's mine. Three quick fire things in the next three minutes. Ben, you could come up really quickly. To be intentionally generous, as the Bible teaches us, is the first thing is to see life through the lens of eternity. To see life through the lens of of eternity. See, we have a tendency to look at things at face value, right? We see people through uh, on face value. We take people on face value, and, and, and sometimes people can just be... Be honest, they're really stupid sometimes. People can say, they can be, they can say dumb stuff. People can do dumb stuff. We take them on face value and we we look at that, but Jesus never took people on face value. And and the question that I I want us to look at as we be generous in our dealings with people this week is is to rather see the actions and the behaviors, uh, but to look at it and, 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 and just think about, I wonder, to ask this question, I wonder what has happened to that person. That has caused that behavior. Or, or to maybe say, oh, I wonder what has caused that person to behave like that. What, what part of their story has been maybe damaged or hurt that has caused that? Because if we take people on face value, we, we just like sweep them aside. And Jesus didn't call us to sweep people aside. He, he called us to love people just like we have been loved. When we see things through the lens of eternity, it changes everything. See, see seeing people through that lens, and actually, just like the lady we saw in the video, the way you see people, the way you contact people, you talk to people tomorrow, could change where their eternity lies. Let's be generous with our time. The second thing is this, is to, that generosity leads and our heart follows. What do I mean? Every morning I get up, I try to get up and go for a run. Every morning I open my eyes, I don't want to go for a run. Every single morning without a doubt, there's nothing, uh, there's nothing more sure of it. I, I don't like getting up out of bed early and going for a run. But I've, I've had to get a bit intentional because it's, it's good for me. I feel healthy. I feel great afterwards. So, so what I do when I open my eyes and, uh, and generally I'll, I'll get on, I'll get my running gear on and and I'll just, that kind of forces me to get going. <laughs> my head says no, but my heart is saying, come on, this is, this is good for you. You need to do it. That's how generosity starts. When we start to place our emotions on our generosity, we generally won't say, no, I haven't got that right now, or I can't do that. I can't be there at that time right now. Generosity starts with the action and being intentional then I promise you, your heart will follow. When you start to see, like those rooms, the impact on people's lives and the eternities that are being changed every single day. Generosity starts with your head and moves to your heart. Bible says, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Third and final thing is this. Being intentionally generous, as the Bible teaches us, is that we experience God's love for myself. You cannot give what you do not have. And you cannot show what you have not experienced. The Gospel of Mark has this incredible story of a lady that was, that the scripture talks about being maybe a lady of the night. Like a lady who is a, a chief of sinners. And she finds where Jesus is at this house. And she has a box, a 
like a really expensive perfume. And, and she, she opens the box, she, she breaks the bottle and starts to tip it on Jesus, to anoint Jesus with this. The people around him, they, they, like his disciples, they start saying, what is she doing? Don't do it. They were indignant. They were upset at what she was doing. Because they said this, that they said that perfume was so expensive that it could have covered uh, things to give to the poor. It was worth about one year's wages. So let's put a price tag on that, $50,000. And she tips it out, tips it all over her. With her hair, she starts to wipe his feet. With her tears, she starts to weep on him. The disciples didn't understand what she was doing. They saw a cost that was too expensive. And Jesus says this amazing thing to her, absolutely incredible thing to her. The reason she has given much is because she has been forgiven much. She loves much, and here's why. In Luke chapter 7, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven as her great love has shown. But whoever has been forgiven little, loves little. It's an incredible picture of an incredible outpouring that that when we're know we love, that when we're being forgiven, it, it kind of changes everything we do. This morning, can I, can I ask you to close your eyes right now as we... Because I know this topic of generosity is, for some, especially around money, is touchy. And I don't want you, Denise and I, we don't, we don't want you, our, our church family, our, we, we love you. We don't want you to go through a year of every time there's a struggle or there's a, a message around this topic that something kind of grates on you. I, I believe today that God wants to pour His love out upon you to bring some healing. And like I say, it's your decision. You decide with God. But here's what I, I want to do. Just why hearts are open and eyes are closed. If you've been, because our church worldwide is, some have done this, just not so great. And people have been offended and hurt and feel like used with finance. This morning, if, if that's you, if you've been hurt or offended or, or just grates on you, I, I want to apologise to you on behalf of churches around the world, wherever you come from. I, I want to stand in the gap today and say, would you forgive the church for the way they have handled that, for the hurt they have caused you today? And I'm going to leave it with you. Because God wants to do something in your heart this morning. And the picture I got that it's amazing when you pour so much water into a cup, how everything floats to the surface and then it just falls over the side. I think, I believe that's what God wants to do in some hearts this morning. That He wants to pour in so much love, so much of His grace, so much of His mercy that that attitudes kind of drift out and fall off to the side. That that hurts come to the top and they drift down and fall to the side. That experiences that have marked you, they they so much of His love is poured in that all of that other stuff just drifts off to the side. So 
So Father, would you pour out your love upon every person today? Lord, I pray that it's a, I thank you, Lord, that you want our hearts, Lord God, that it's a heart decision, Lord Jesus, to be generous with time, the time that you have given us, oh God. Lord, it's a heart decision to be generous with the resources that you've given us, you've entrusted to us. Lord, it's a heart decision. Lord, with our faith. Lord, it's a heart decision, Father God, to be generous with our faith to every person we come in contact with. So Lord, today as you pour out your love, Lord, would you speak, would you lead, would you guide, Father, I pray. In Jesus' name. That's why every eye is closed and every head is bowed in. I'm going to finish in one minute. But before we do that, never, never like to finish a service without giving an opportunity for people to say yes to Jesus. And Here's the thing, we've all got a past, and, but God has a future for you. We've all done stuff that we regret and that we, we wish we'd never done. But here's the thing, God sent His Son to this earth to carry your sin, to pay your debt. He took it upon Himself and He was crucified. He died and He rose again victorious. Your sin, your, your debt was cancelled, was paid for in full by what Jesus did. And today for us, he, he offers us this gift of eternal life, of freedom, of salvation, of freedom from our past, grace for today, and hope for the future. And this morning, all I'm going to do is I'm going to pray a real simple prayer. And if you would like to say yes to Jesus today, this is all I want to invite you to do is just to pray this simple prayer after me, in your heart silently. Pray this, pray, dear God, today I choose to give you my life. Lord, forgive me of my sin for all my stuff that I've done wrong, my God. Lord, I thank you that you paid the price at the cross of Jesus and that now I can live free. I can live with hope and an assurance of eternity with you. So Lord, today I step over the line and ask that you become my Lord and my Saviour in Jesus' mighty name. That's why you've got your eyes closed. I'm not going to embarrass anybody, but I want you to take a step of faith. I want you to be bold, be brave. I'm going to count to three. And on three, all I want you to do is and to say, if you said yes to Jesus, then lift your hand straight up, straight down, so I can see it's like, yes, I did that. The greatest decision that you've ever made. So on three, lift your hand. One, two, three. Lift your hand now if you're saying yes to Jesus. See that hand. See the hand at the back. See the hand at the middle. Hallelujah. Great decision. Father, we praise you today, Lord, for, for those decisions made to follow you, Lord. Lord, I praise you for changed hearts and changed lives. Lord, we, we, we thank you for the party that's going on in heaven right now, Father, Lord, as people come to acknowledge you and to commit their lives to you. So, Lord, we praise you. We thank you for everything you're doing in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.